Area 52, the Cool Witch and Hospital Encounter. The early hours of 1970 in British Columbia, Canada. One of the most intriguing UFO episodes unfolded over the Cool Witch and District Hospital, where several of the night shift nurses would witness a strange object that made its way from the building. One of them, practical nurse Dorian Kendall, would see the craft and occupants up close. Furthermore, many collaborating sightings occurred in the hours that followed. All of them had, had multiple, multiple incredible witnesses, all of which shared remarkably similar details. Further still, all the witnesses could remain firm in the original reports, not raving or changing their account. One bit among at times, the waves of questions from investigators and researchers it came in age before the internet. 24-hour news services, which had such events remain unknown to the wider populace for days instead of hours, perhaps makes the case even more compelling. New Year's Day, 1970. Doreen Kendall had begun her shift in hospital at a stroke of midnight. New Year's Day, 1970. As the 1960s moved inside... For the moved aside for the seventies, took place. Kendall went about her duties and what was to be a standard eight-hour night shift. Turned out the shift was far from normal. She was making her way around the walls at the hospital, checking out the elderly patients and the care. Among them, with registered nurse Frieda Wilson, when events would take a strange turn. It was little after five a.m. a.m. Then Kendall noticed some agitation from one of the residents, leaving Wilson to check on another patient. Kendall went to the room to pull back on the heavy drapes so it would allow some fresh air into the room. Instead of the Christmas in the morning air, however, a tense bright light entered upon the parting of the curtains. After several moments of allowing her mind to protest what was happening for her eyes to focus, she would clearly make out the source of the light. A huge Saturn-shaped disc hovered around 60 feet away from the building. The craft was approximately 50 feet in the length and had a clear divide between the top and bottom. The bottom craft was silvery, like metal, and had a bowl shape to it. The top was like a stone shape made of something like glass. It was the top section that the light came in from. Kendall would claim that she could see right into it. It was then she noticed the two masked figures in the top section. She would estimate that human eyes would be around six foot tall, each donned with a light-fitting suit. They seemed to be the same material as masks. Strangely, she thought their hands were bare. Each of them were engaged in various activities taking place inside the craft, which now tilted slightly forward. The angle revealed more of them inside the strange ship. She could see the clear two objects resembling stools between the, each figure. There was also a large chrome, old metallic instrument panel which stretched along most of the back wall of the craft's interior. Upon the panel were many lights, shapes and symbols. It was though she didn't understand what she was seeing, a background of activity. One of the human's attentions focused solely on the control panel. She said something very important was going on. She had the impression the craft was suffering some type of impansion or difficulty. She continued to watch. 
curious and enthralled, but with no sense of fear. One of the figures suddenly turned towards her. Despite the human eyes face remaining covered by the material, no Kendall noticed she, he could see her and was looking directly at her. She stared back and noticed the figure tapped the second humanoid to get his attention. He began he then began to maneuver an instrument that looked similar to a computer joystick. The actions were very purposeful. At the same time the craft began to circle slightly in an anti clockwise motion. Kendall remained at the window in the silence, almost as she feared. Any sound or moment, movement might frighten the occupants of the, of, of the craft. She realised that Superior Wilson was standing behind her. As quietly as she dared, she motioned for her to approach the window. The other was beginning to move away, and Kendall was so, suddenly fearful that no other witness people would likely have believed the incident took place. Luckily, Wilson rode the window and screamed, What on earth is that? Wilson would learn, later describe the object as a big, light, a great big light and a circle of quite a bit larger than a car. She stated was moving around slowly, level with the windows of the children's ward. Shortly after, it began to move away from the hospital. As if spurred by the car's apparent departure, each woman called out loud to their fellow workers. Two more nurses would arrive at the window shortly after. Although the car was now a considerable distance away, they could, each could see the bizarre nature of the lights. One nurse rushed to another's window and she could witness the car rotate before shooting off like a streak. streak. An interesting detail was the feelings each of the two main witnesses felt during the counter. While Kendall found the experience bordering on erotic, Wilson was feeling alarm and fear. Some researchers have speculated the calmness felt by Kendall may have been induced by unknown technology on board the craft. Many cases of close-up UFO cases Sightings, for example, speak of the paralysis of the witness. While there is no indication that Kendall was paralysed during the encounter, she did appear in a trance till the car began to move away. Regardless of what the object and its occupants actually were, the fast thinking of Kendall were not the instant in the official work records of Oswald. Her entry reads, At 5am I saw a flying saucer as low as the third floor of the hospital and I pulled the curtains. There were two men of figures in a dome walk, flying towards Victoria. A bottom of the saucer was finally brightly lit and also the dome. New Year's morning. Though Kendall did not know it at the time, there were other sites in a strange aerial craft in Vancouver Island region that, that day. It was only when the story first appeared in the Coleridge Herald a week after the people came forward and lit with, with their sightings. A husband and wife were driving home from a New Year's Eve party when they were called on bright light as big as a house hovering overhead just over after 5am. Later that evening, a little after 7am, the Drum, Drummond family were preparing a New Year's dinner in a home which overlooked the Mill Bay coast. B. Diamond Drummond opened the door to the property to call a grown-up son to each he noticed a bright orangey glow across the sky. A son, Jim, and his wife, Diane, were still on the family boat near the shore. Upon seeing this object, he quickly retrieved his telescope. Jim Drummond worked on the ship as a ship pilot and used to his work skills to study the strangely moving object. It's about 900 feet from the water's surface. 
You described the car as egg-shaped and had transparent top, interesting and similar to the details offered by Kendall less than 24 hours earlier. He'd make out a set of lights inside of the top compartments. B called to the sun to go out of the boat and into the house, fearing for their safety. As she did so, she turned on the floodlight in the back porch to light their way. In response, the strange craft suddenly screeched down, stopped about 300 feet in position. However, with to- was Hammer was in between the boat and the house. For an instant later, a ray of light emerged from the craft, described by Jim. A very thin neon tube. Within the light was dots and dashes, and something similar to Mills Code. Light swelled and curved, and then, following a flash, vanished. A second of two later, a craft shot directly upwards and moved away at tonishing speed. Neighbours in the Drummond and Hallets were the houses were directly behind above, were confirmed the sighting. They two were just about to meet a large orange, a large, when well, a large orange light moved across the water of the street sky shoreline. George Manick would later would state later, this was no ordinary aircraft, and the, the craft seemed to be move in absolute silence. It was, according to Hamlet, visible for another five minutes, but it vanished suddenly. Diners at Deer Lodge or Mill Bay were witnessed the orange glow all moments later. Most of them describe it as a large red large ball of light and given its obvious distance. Must have been must have been very bright. Area fifty two The Cow Witchen Hospital Encounter.